Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part eight in our series, Marriage Through the Years, Golden Years. And as we start today's show, listen to this quote from Betty Friedan. She says, getting older is an adventure, not a problem. That's a mindset shift. That, it's all about mindset. It's all about mindset. That's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But first, one of my most favorite parts of the show, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage is going through radical transformation, who is finding restoration. And it's just, it's a good thing. And this week's hug is brought to you by Figs. And the way this company is dressing the medical industry is incredible. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later in the show. But first, this hug comes from an Instagram direct message that we received that says, I stumbled upon your podcast a couple of weeks ago and I'm hooked. I've never listened to podcasts in my life, but faced some recent challenges in my marriage of 15 years and didn't know where else to turn. You're truly inspiring and helpful. And not only are you helping repair my marriage, but also totally repaired a friendship that I thought I was about to lose. Thank wow. you so much for being so honest and encouraging communication. My husband and I have implemented a once a week wine night where we sit together after the kids are asleep and ask each other, what did I do that was great this week? Wow. What did I do that upset you this week? And what can I do better for this coming week? Your podcast have opened up tons of ideas on new things to discuss in our marriage because we had essentially become roommates after having five kids with our youngest being almost five right now. Hmm. Thank you for bringing back hope to us being extraordinary instead of just ordinary. Dude, those three questions alone, my goodness. I'm going to read those again because if if you need these, do a, do a wine night, do a coffee night, do a sit by the fire night. I, I love these. What did I do that was great this week? What did I do that upset you this week? And what can I do better for this coming week? And I just, real, real quick before we jump into the show, I want to say, do them in that order because you start with a positive, you've got the area for improvement, and then you're looking forward to the next week. That's right. Don't change the order. These guys figured it out. So good. And we're so excited um, to see what's going to happen in that marriage as it goes from being ordinary to extraordinary. You know, as Tony said, this is part eight in the Marriage Through the Year series. We're actually at the golden years and and we've been looking over, over this series at just all of those different life seasons, right? And we were talking about the fact that, oh my gosh, this, this series went to eight shows. And I, I got to thinking, I'm like, well, if you figure, you know, people are married 40, 50 years, there's probably at least eight different seasons mm. in a marriage. And, and as we've been through this series, we've talked about... Well, gosh, you think about, think, think every five years, say that's a new season. I mean, that would put you at 40 years of marriage. Sure. So think you, you know, our parents have... 
parents have lasted longer than that. Mm-hmm. And, and we know many of you are going to, we are, and we know you're going to. So you think about that marriage through the years I means 40, 50, 60 years. Yeah. And, and as we've talked about just a quick recap over, you know, these last eight shows, we've talked about, you know, the newlywed years, child rearing chores. We've talked about work like life balance. We've talked about moving in your marriage, about getting older, about being a part of the sandwich generation. And and today we're talking about the golden years. And, you know, I saw this, this comment as I was doing some research for the show that said, well, it used to be called the golden years. It's really a place now where folks are starting their second life. They aren't slowing down. And that's really what we're talking about, right? That, you know, the golden years are not like riding off into the sunset where, you know, you just suddenly find yourself sitting on a rocking chair, you know, just twiddling your thumbs, just waiting to die, but really getting into this place of, of what does it look like for that to be your second life? And what does it look like to approach that season with a sense of adventure instead of being focused on all of the, the, the problems and the negativity that, that I will tell you, the world would love for you to just get mired in. And, and like I said, just sit on that, you know, in the rocking chair on the porch, just waiting to die. And, and as we look at the golden years, I think it's important to know that, you know, when is that season? Like generally speaking, where is that in, in age? Right. And generally accepted the definition is that period of time after retirement. So when people are referring to the golden years, they're generally referring to like the 65 plus. I, I would say it's when AARP starts sending you membership. Uh, although, although that's stop. like, like they're pushing that though. They're pushing that into like the 50, like when you turn 50 now. So I'm yeah. just, I'm so messing around. I'm not, but. I'm not, I'm not jumping. To, I mean, it could be, I mean, like maybe you are in retirement in your fifties. And if you are, amen to you. Congratulations. Absolutely. You know, for most people, those golden years, they will be, you know, a, a season where your kids are out of the house by and large. Some of you may have kids that boomerang back, but for the most part, the kids are out of the house. You may be fully retired or your work life has dramatically changed. You know, you're, you're working more for fun mm-hmm. than for, you know, for the grind, for, mm-hmm. the, for the daily nine to five. There's more free time to do, you have more time on, uh, to do what you want. Your body's changing. Cause let's face it, even in the last three minutes that we've been, you know, here on the show, you've gotten a little bit older and your body is, you know, is aging that happens. And we need to talk both about the positives about this. We do need to address the concerns that you all have about being in this place of the golden years, but not, not to lament the fact that they're coming, but to go, okay, how can we strategize around this? And, you know, for Tony and I, we're in our mid forties. So based on, you know, this general accepted age range, we got about 20 years to go until we're in this golden years, um, season of life. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you what, and it's the reason we're doing this show. So some of you are already there listening. Some of you can't even imagine cause you're in your early twenties. You're like, I, I don't know. Like, wow. Can't even imagine let alone being in my forties, let alone being in my sixties. Here's the thing though. Last week in the series, we talked about the sandwich generation. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully if you are in your 20s and 30s, even us in our 40s, hopefully those will just give you some insight if you're sandwiched between that generation that is in front of you, ahead of you, what does that look like? How does it change your perspective? And what are you seeing that you want to do? And what are you seeing that you don't want to do? It's okay to look at that and go, that's not where we want to be. And that's not how we want to how we want to live our marriage when we get to the, that 
age and, and where our parents are or where people we know are. It's okay. You're just going to see it. And that's why we do shows like this where we may not necessarily be there because we want we're being proactive about it in our marriage and we want to encourage you to be proactive. Mm -hmm. This isn't just something that you wake up one day on your 65th birthday and you're like, oh crap, what do we do now? You know, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, what can you start implementing today? What can you hear from the rest of the one family about what they're excited about that you start holding on to that and saying, you know what? Hey, that's right. I can be excited about that too. Well, and that is a great point because there is nothing more detrimental to your life and to your marriage than worry. Mm. And so many people worry about those next stages of life that they forget to live in the place where they are now. They forget to live in the moment now. So you can set aside the worry. You can hear this and listen and go, okay, cool. And yet I don't have to worry about when I hit my golden years. Like I'm going to enjoy my 30s. I'm going to enjoy my 40s. I'm going to enjoy my 50s. And when I get to those golden years, when we get to that time where we are ready to retire or take a step back from maybe businesses or jobs or whatever it may be, we're going to be in the moment there too. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the big thing that can be a takeaway for you. Absolutely. And let's talk about what you're excited about, because there were some things on this list when we asked the question on Instagram that I was like, oh, I love the one family. You know, a lot of you talked about having more time together, you know, more uninterrupted time. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, when you've got the kids at home or if you are in that sandwich generation, there are a lot of people, you know, tugging on you. And so there is this idea that that there isn't going to be so much tugging and you're going to get to enjoy that time together. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the number one thing y'all are excited about is being able to travel. Yes, we are too. We are we are definitely, definitely looking forward it, to it was It was last night even. We were just sitting around talking and and just looking at where we're at and just going, yes. We're, we're traveling a little bit more with the kids. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, we're like, you know what? It's going to be a, a season for us because we never did that when we were younger. We didn't. It, it wasn't at the top of our mind. It was there. And yet we never had, and I will tell you in all honesty, we never had the faith. We, we never had the gumptions to step out boldly to go do something. Gumption sounds old. Gumption. <laughs> oh I knew as soon as I said that and I looked at you, you were going to like, oh my goodness, like, Tony. You're, you're, you're channeling you're, your inner like 80 year old. I'm right? going like, for it. I'm gumption. going for it. But we, we didn't have that. And so as we have gone older and we've looked at life, it's one area we're like, you know what, we're going to go travel. And it may be here in the States. It may be outside of the States. We don't, we don't know. I will say that trip to Peru is probably one of the, the greatest things we've ever done together mm-hmm. on our 20th anniversary. And we're looking forward to, to more of those again with our kids as they're still here and, and after they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of you talked about, you know, the ability to have the focus in those years be on the two of you right? The focus is on us, no longer focus on, you know, what the kids need or what our parents, but focus on who are we as a couple, mm-hmm. right? What are those things that we want to do? Having more free time, you know, not having to work at all or choosing to work for fun. Mm-hmm. And one of my most favorite comments that came um, in those responses was being naked in our house together. I was like, amen. With exclamation points, those were. Well, you got to put, I mean, if you're going to put a, a comment up there, like, what are you most looking forward to? You have to put exclamation points when you say being naked in our house together. Yes. But I love that because here we are, we're looking forward to the season. So many people even talked about this season of life as being a second honeymoon. 
and, and I would say those of you that have listened to our honeymoon story where, you know, um, there was, you know, diesel fuel that we were swimming in and the first years of our marriage, our newlywed years were not so good. I'm actually looking that this may, th- that may even move into like the best honeymoon, not even a second honeymoon for us. Like that may be the best honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to really start to look at that because like Tony said, you know, at the very beginning of the show, so much of, of aging and of being old and whatnot, that's mindset, right? And we don't, the one family does not sit in this place of being in a funk. If I can, if I can be so bold as to say, we are actually changing culture because we start to look at marriage and we start to look at what's coming with a positive mindset, with looking at what are those thoughts? What are those worries? What are those negative toxic things that we have in our head? And instead going, wait a minute, just because everybody else is living their marriage this way, just because everybody else is worried about this, we don't have to be couples like that. I can get excited about the fact that I'm going to have time with my spouse. I I can get excited about those different things, but, and I, I know, I know the, but just negates everything I just said, but we do have to address the concerns. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we have to bring them up in a show like this is because it would be a disservice to each one of you. If we just talked about the rainbows and unicorns and we didn't address what you actually see as concern and put strategy around it. That's right. Because you can't just complain. You actually have to problem solve. You have to strategize. So what are those concerns that you all have about the golden years being not so golden, right? And, and they're legit. You, you talk about not having anything in common with your spouse and, and that, that you don't even have to wait till the golden years, right? That could actually be happening right now in your marriage. Oh gosh. Yeah. You could be, you could be a year, two years in or 20 years in and you have nothing in common with your spouse at this point in time. Been there. You, you could be concerned. And many of you are about having too much time on your hands or too much time together with your spouse. Right. You hear about it when, you know, one spouse or the other is getting ready to retire and, and somebody's already at home and you're like, what are we going to, oh my gosh, like what's it going to be like when they're home all the time? Oh, you, you worry, you have concerns over declining health. It's legit. Our bodies are getting older, mm-hmm. right? You have concerns over not having enough money. What are the finances going to look like if I'm not working the way that I'm working now? What, are we going to have enough money? You worry about being bored. Like what do people do with their lives all day? I will tell you, my parents are in their 70s. They are definitely in the golden years. My parents live on Puerto Rico and their biggest concern on a day-to-day basis is what beach they're going to go to. And I would say they have pretty full lives in their 70s. So, and I know a number of folks who are in their golden years whose calendars honestly are fuller now than when they were working and kids. Uh, But that attention has changed from their attention being on, say, kids or work or other like volunteer activities that wasn't really about them, Mm -hmm. but really things that they love and enjoy in those activities that they get to do are truly filling them. And, and, you know, they're doing stuff together with their spouse and sometimes on their own. It's, you know, for so many of those couples, and, and I know some of the ones that you're thinking of right now, like their focus is on the relationships and on what brings them joy. Mm-hmm. And so they, they may have a, they may be busy. I mean, you may hear it from your parents too. They're like, oh, I'm so busy. And you're like, but what about us? I'm like, ah, you know, too bad. I'm living my life. I'm having my best life now. It's that second life. Some of the other concerns are dealing with age gaps. Some of you have, you know, large age gaps between you and your spouse. Yeah. And there's this concern of what happens as we get older. Mm-hmm. And again, that ties back to the declining health. It also ties to the next one, which is uh, changes in your sexual intimacy. Right. These are all the the concerns that, you know, the primary concerns that the one family voiced. And these are real. Like this is not, 
I mean, dealing with age gap, that is that is so real. And, and Elisa and I know a number of couples where mm-hmm. the age gap can be anywhere from, I think, 10 to, I think the, the biggest gap we know of is, I think, 17 years mm-hmm. between husband and wife. And so that's a, that's a big concern. I mean, when you start looking at that, hey, your spouse is 70 and you're 53, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's real. And so what do you do in that and how do you deal with that? Absolutely. And, you know, extraordinary marriages don't take a wait and see approach. They don't. They're proactive. It's why you listen to the show. It's why you take action week in and week out. And we want to talk about the strategies around these specific areas. But first, we want to thank this week's sponsor, and that's FIGS. And I think we can all agree that nurses, doctors, dentists, and other medical professionals are pretty awesome. We definitely need them in our lives, and we're grateful for what they do. But sometimes the scrubs that they wear don't make them feel as amazing or as important as they are. Figs is a company, an amazing company that is making scrubs both stylish and functional for the people who deserve it most. No more ugly, uncomfortable scrubs. Now these life-saving professionals can wear scrubs that are fashionable and have places to hold all of those incredible life-saving tools. And in Fig Scrubs, medical professionals look their best, feel their best, and perform their best every day. And the truth is Figs isn't just a scrubs company, right? You know, you guys know that Tony and I are not in the medical industry. We tell you that all the time, but what they produce and the quality of their clothes is amazing. I I'm have, wearing, I'm wearing my figs shirt right now. I wear an undershirt and I'm, I'm wearing it right now. And what happened, what happens when you wear your figs undershirt? I don't know what happens. Oh, I tend to touch you a little bit more cause it's so soft. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I wasn't too sure what I was supposed to be. Tony's like, do doing? I get more sex? What does this look like? Yeah. No, but it, it, I love the touch. I love the feel of it. And I love my hoodie too, because it's perfect, just that perfect lightweight to be able to get on the beach in the morning when we do all the time. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or someone that wants to say thank you to these deserving folks, Figs is going to make it easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using code one. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter code one at checkout. So we've mentioned it a few times in the show. It's normal to have concerns about the future. Mm -hmm. It's normal, but we can't get stuck in this place of worry and what ifs. We have to be couples that are are willing to take action now. We have to look at those areas of concern and, and you have to ask your spouse, what are you concerned about? Because maybe it's not even anything on the list that we mentioned. Maybe there's something else, or maybe it is one of these key areas but you need to hear it from them. Don't guess what's in their head. Don't, don't guess what they're worried about. Ask the question. And if you get asked the question, please give an honest answer. Don't, don't, don't deflect. Don't defer. It may make you uncomfortable. If it makes you uncomfortable, that's what you need to talk about. Agree. Right? So if you're worried about not having anything in common with your spouse, okay, what are you doing about that right now? Yeah, I think this is the big one because I feel like when I hear that, that there's already the disconnect now. Mm-hmm. And so the worry then comes to, well, we have nothing in common now. So what is it going to be like when we are alone, kids are gone, da, 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 which usually leads to gray divorce. Yes. Which is gray divorces, for those of you who don't know, are those divorces that are happening after the kids are leaving. Typically, you know, you're in your 50s and your 60s. You're graying, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing now to cultivate those interests? You're going to have to figure these pieces out and you're going to have to discuss it. And sometimes it's just like a little bit of give and take. What really is of interest to one of you or both of you? Go do it. 
Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Go do it. Elise and I, over time, found out that for us, walk and talks have become very vital to our marriage. And that's in the last two, three years. We, we found that this is something we really do enjoy. When we go to vacationing, we want to be somewhere where we can walk. We want to be able to do that together. And and yeah, it, it's sort of like, well, we can't do that every day. Yeah, you can. You find a nice beach, like mom and dad who live in Puerto Rico, find a nice beach. You can walk and talk every day sitting on the beach. Totally cool. Maybe it's, you know, for some of you, it's board games. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it is like there, there's one couple in the position of the month club, they, they came across their kids play Minecraft and, mm-hmm. and they got into that and they love playing that together as a team. That's what they do. So there are many different interests. Another couple in position of the month club kayaking They're they're, they're out kayaking together. They're, they're doing these things, but you got to do that now. And you have to be willing to do something that your spouse likes to do. Can, can I just say sometimes you may not love the idea of what the action is, but love the idea of spending time with your spouse. It's an investment in your future. It definitely is a give and take. It's a give and take, man. This is marriage is 100, 100, man. We're, we're putting all of it in and there are going to be times when you're going to do stuff happens here. You're going to be doing things that you don't love like that. Just don't bring you the absolute joy. And yet I'm going to do it because I just want to be around Elisa and she'll do stuff like that just to be around me. So it is that give and take. It's not always rainbows and unicorns. And we're absolutely just at our happiest when our spouse is doing what they love. And yet I like it because I'm around Elisa. Mm-hmm. Another way is, man, get get on those date nights. Get those date nights going. You know, find out what really brings interest in in. in a fun spirit to those nights. We have a a fantastic marriage guide called called date night done right. It's a great way to figure out that. And you can get that at one extraordinary marriage.com slash date night. Absolutely. And you know, another area that's a concern is declining health, right? We, we, we hear all the stories, you know, you can't like open up the news without somebody talking about, you know, one of the ravages of health. So, so look in the mirror, Right. Can I encourage you to, to stand up and look in the mirror and say, OK, if I want to be around and, and doing well and, and living my best life, what can I do now? What do I need to do now? Do I need to start exercising more? Do I need to change my nutrition? Do I need to, you know, from a mental health standpoint, do I need to get coaching or counseling? Do I need to what do I need to take care of in this this physical body that I walk around in so that I am living my best life in my 60s, 70s and 80s? what can you do today? Don't just say it's going to happen and, and resign yourself to this. Take, take ownership. You have this amazing body. Your spouse likes your body. It is a gift to both of you. So do something with it so that it stays the course over a period of time. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm doing a hundred days. A girlfriend of mine, like, I don't know, 60 days ago, 70 days ago now posted this thing about a hundred days of sweat. Right? And the idea is to sweat every day, you know, to, to work out, exercise, sweat every day for 100 days. Do I love it every day? No. No, I will tell you the mid-50s were really, really challenging. I don't know. But I chose to do it and I choose to do it just like I did the 1,000-mile the challenge last year. Why? Because I want this body to be in the best possible shape for as long as I am around. Mm-hmm. That's a gift to me and it's a gift to Tony. And same here. And, you know, there are adjustments that need to be made. Like what's your intake? What's your, you know, what, what supplements are you using? How are you using them? 
you know, doctor's visits, all those sort of things. Like, yes, we, we all are dealing with it and all of us are dealing with different things too. Mm-hmm. Like somebody could have back issues and another person could have, you know, plantar fasciitis and th- both of those can cause pain. Right. And what are we doing with that? So our health doesn't stop us mm-hmm. to enjoy our life as we get older. Absolutely. Uh, the next one is not having enough money. I would say just listen to our money and marriage series. I mean, we did a six part series all talking about money and marriage and what's that like. That is an ongoing process mm-hmm. and it's going to ebb and flow throughout the years, depending on, you know, if you're in your twenties and thirties, or if you're get, heading closer into retirement and into your sixties. But I would say, listen to that entire series. If you've already listened to it, pick out the ones that really pertain to you right now, where you're at mm-hmm. and start taking some action on it. Right. Again, money is a reality. We do need it in retirement. Mm-hmm. We do need it in the golden years. So what's the plan that the two of you can put into place? Yeah. I mean, even in that one too, we t- one of the um, series was on side hustles. Mm-hmm. And so some of you even mentioned like, hey, you know, working or working for fun with what we want to do. So as you're heading into retirement, is there a side hustle that you're going to start? Mm. Maybe you're starting a side hustle after retirement because you've had a dream to start your own business and you just haven't had the the time to do it. But that's something that really gets you and your spouse really excited. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, we're not going to be bored and sitting around. We're going to, we're going to do something that we love doing. Maybe you don't need the money and yet it fulfills a passion, a desire you had to be an entrepreneur. And I've known entrepreneurs who have been in their late fifties and into their sixties, starting businesses and going into their seventies and eighties running their business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, that's what sort of excites me at times. I mean, I, I remember a guy, his name's Bob and he found this company that was for sale. He was retired, mm-hmm. found this company for sale or not. A, it was sort of a company, but it was a bit, it was back in the day when printing wasn't on anything other than sort of like canvas. And he found the process where you could take it, whatever it's called, but it began to put it on like tin or metal or wood or all this stuff. He bought that thing. I remember, I think it was for like 10 or $15,000. He was 60 something. I think he was 68 years old. He turned that thing and he had a vision for that. And I, I say within like five to six years later, turned that thing into a multi-million dollar business and sold it in his late sixties. So Hey, we can worry about money or we can have visions and dreams about what we can do and go after it. Well, and you mentioned something right there too. You talked about being bored and that is a concern. Mm-hmm. And, and I will tell you that that being bored or or being, you know, lonely or not having having community, that kind of thing, th- those are choices. Right? If you're in that place, then what are you doing to cultivate your own individual interests? Right. If, if you love gardening, go find the gardening club in your area. If you love crafting, go you know, or woodworking, go find the people. Right. Create community. Don't think that again you're going to be sitting there on the porch and people are just going to miraculously show up in your life. You're going to have to, you know, whether it's stuff that you cultivate before you get to the golden years or stuff like Tony was saying, where you go and cultivate these interests when you're there. Can I just tell you that if you don't have that life, you know, where you're you're just complaining that you're bored or that you're lonely you may need to be an active participant in creating your own solution, right? I, I've said it many times. Sometimes you have to be, you have to actually get involved in your own miracle. And, and you know, as we look at the last one here, changes in your sexual intimacy, you know, we've shared this throughout. This it's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
But you can have sex into your 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. People are doing it. They're finding tools. They're finding wedges and lubricants and stuff like that. There is no rule. There's there's no medical you know prescription that says okay when you turn fifty five your sex life is over and you have to live a celibate life for the next you know however many years forty years, it doesn't say that. You will have to be creative, mm-hmm. and you will have to be proactive in finding what works for the two of you. And I would say on top of that, you're gonna have to have open communication on what's happening, just like you should be doing now. Like if something's not working or something is working, the feedback loop within our sexual intimacy helps. And I know I, I know we tend to start getting almost siloed as we start getting older. It's like, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, and I've caught myself at 46 years old doing that at times. And Elisa will will attest to this. And and she has to be able to like going, What what are you saying? Like, where are you at that it's has to be like this. You're only 46. Like, stop it. Like, don't turn into an old man, please. Like, she will she will say that to me. And so we have to realize that there's gonna be changes happening and 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 coming to terms with them. Coming to terms with that and just going, okay, but I'm not gonna let it stop me. Just mm-hmm. because just because this is happening doesn't mean I'm gonna be I'm, I'm I'm gonna stop in my tracks and not enjoy sexual intimacy with my spouse. What are, what are our options? What are we willing to do? What are we willing to talk about? You know, do that now. So as you get older, that conversation continues and continues because as it continues, it's just easier when you are older. You guys, this ends, this ends our series on marriage through the years. It's been a good one. We've gone through so many different areas and don't hesitate to come back. Maybe you need to listen to one as you go through it. Or maybe you know somebody who's going through one of these areas in their own marriage. Forward it to them. Be a blessing in their life. Share with them and say, hey, you know what? You're going through your golden years right now. You're a mentor of mine. You're somebody I love. Listen to this. Listen to all of them. Because maybe it'll it'll re-spark something in them to go, you know what? My life can and my marriage can be extraordinary. Join us next week as we start our new series, Walking Our Faith. We're truly honored and blessed to have each and every one of you part of the one family. It's because of you that we get behind these mics each week and we will not stop because we desire, and I know you desire to have an extraordinary marriage. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.